Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Hope you're having a great Friday. Uh, we usually have Jeff Duncan in the first part of the show, but he has a job to do. He's uh, He was stuck on a call, so we, we did kind of rearrange things this morning just in the second half of the show today. But I'm uh, pleased to welcome my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. As we look at game week, man, for the first game, all of these big expectations and all these big question marks are about to be answered, my friend. It's here, Ricky. I mean, can you believe it? Uh, it's just, this past weekend was so fun watching college football kick off, and now – we get the NFL, and this is what's so fun every year. This anticipation builds up to first weekend, and uh, I think this, more than any season I can remember in the last few few years, Ricky, uh, there's expectations and interest because there's so much unknown right now with the new head coach, Jameis Winston coming back, Mike Thomas. There's just a lot of expectation, and I think everybody's eager to see what it's like on, on Sunday. Yeah, the thing, of course, when you, your injury report came out yesterday, I think there were nine players in, uh, on the on it. We'll go, we'll go through that in a second. But obviously, the first thing you want to do is look at it to see if any of those guys that had all these major surgeries last year are on the list. Of course, Michael Thomas is on there, but it's it's for a hamstring, not because of the of the foot injury. But when you look at the at the uh, the injury situation for the Saints. Not only in terms of those that are on that list right now, but those that are coming back. Um, you know, there's a lot to learn about this team, isn't there? Well, the one I think that is the greatest concern is Paulson Adebo, who's had such a tremendous offseason, tremendous training camp. The other starting corner opposite, Marshawn Lattimore, um, he looks, I mean, the fact that he didn't practice Wednesday, not a good sign because that's the big installation day. It's the first day of installation. So players really need to be at that practice that they plan to play. He could still play, but it's not a good sign that he did not practice. But the Saints have depth there, Ricky. They've got uh, Bradley Roby, a veteran corner who's had a tremendous camp himself. So I think they'll be okay. It's just what happens once you get into the game, if injuries do occur, your depth really gets tested there at a, at a critical position. Well, you've talked about this before. Uh, that while we're on the defensive backs, we'll go ahead and stick on that thing for a second, that uh, one of the things that will be something to watch will be how the safeties communicate with each other because there's a bit, been a big change there. And then when you consider the arrest last week, um, you know, how does that play into any of this conversation? I don't think it does. Marcus May, I don't think we're, he's going to have any, uh, you know, criminal. Um, there's nothing going to happen with that case for a while. And the NFL is not going to weigh in on Marcus May's case until the criminal process takes place. So that could be months down the road. I and mean, we've seen what's happened with uh, the, the situation with Alvin Kamara, who was arrested in, at the Pro Bowl. And we still haven't had a court case. So I think Marcus May is facing now he could face, uh, you know, something from the NFL sooner about his DUI. He's got two separate off field incidents now. It's going to come home to roost at some point, but I don't think it's going to happen week one. So, uh, so t- setting that aside for a second, just looking at Tyron Matthew and him and their communication 
to, together and how they play. The way the Saints play defense is so, man, there's a lot of adjustments that they're playing. The the defensive, or excuse me, the safeties have a very specific role to play. Um, their communication between the two of them is going to be very critical, isn't it? No doubt about it. And they talked about it. I mean, they haven't played a lot of football together. They arrived here uh, from separate teams. Uh, they had initially, uh, if you remember, Tyran Matthew missed the first uh, week or so of camp. So they haven't had a lot of time on the field together, and that's going to be a work in progress. There's no doubt about it. I think it's going to be an area that Dennis Allen and his defensive staff focus on. I know they did in the preseason. That's one of the reasons they wanted that defensive unit, that first team unit, to play so much in that third preseason game. They wanted to get those guys reps together uh, and get some of the kinks worked out. And I don't think it's going to happen overnight. Uh, but those guys are talented. They played a lot of football. It's not like you got newcomers trying to adjust. Um, Tyrant Matthew is incredibly smart on a football field. His football IQ is off the charts. So I think that that learning curve will be streamlined once they get on the field together. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. Tyrone Matthews spirited play, you know, his leadership. And then you've got Demario Davis. I mean, Demario Davis, excuse me. And the role that he's played as this really stalwart eater uh, leader on that team. You know, I want you guys, your team and you, Jeff, have done such a great job at NOLA.com and the Times Picayune covering the Saints. When you look at the defense over the last several years from a just pure stats point of view, you know, set, set aside just what we've observed, which is this dominant defense that has played so incredibly well against some of the best quarterbacks in, in, uh, in the league. When you just look at it from a stats point of view, God almighty, dude, is it impressive. Yeah, well, it puts it into historical perspective. The fact that this defense is ranked in the top 10 of both scoring and total defense the last two years, uh, that hadn't happened since the Dome Patrol. Uh, that's how long it's been. So it really kind of gives you some perspective on uh, the elite nature of this defense. And I think you know you alluded to the fact that every Saints fan remembers what happened in the opening game last year against Aaron Rodgers, how they shut him down. It was the worst loss of Aaron Rodgers' career. And a year earlier, they gave Tom Brady one of the worst losses of his career. I think it might have been the worst loss of his career. Uh, that's the standard they need to reach every weekend. Now, they're not going to reach it every weekend, but I think the, 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 the next goal for this defense is to maintain that consistency where they don't have that drop-off like they did last year against the New York Giants or the Atlanta Falcons, and they lay an egg and lose a game uh, because the defense has a letdown. They've got to they've got to bring it every week for this team to reach its potential. So I know you know what's interesting about you, Jeff, is that you are you're a rational critic. You 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 are not going to overlook where the challenges are, and you've written columns about that, et cetera. But I'm I'm curious actually uh, as we as we see the full eleven come onto the field, and you've got Davenport back in back in the mix again, and this I mean this incredibly talented uh, defense. I bet it makes people like you, an observer. I mean, just aside from just looking at it from you know this is my job and I've got to look at it. I bet you I bet you really look forward to seeing the starting eleven do their thing. Well, I like I like the history of the game and you know part of our job is to document the history for posterity. So, I enjoy this. I enjoyed covering Drew Brees knowing that this was you know a generational talent that I was getting to cover every week. It's I feel like uh you know I've got the greatest job of all time. So, being able to do this with this defense is fun for me. 
it, it's fun to see a defense. I didn't get to cover the Dome Patrol. It was before my time. So to see a modern-day version of it, uh, yes, it's, all, it's, it's very intriguing. It's, it's kind of – I can't believe I get paid to do it sometimes, Ricky. But uh, I do want to see this team play at that level, though. I, I think it's easy to do it and, and have this bouquet given to you because you shut out Aaron Rodgers, but then you come back the next week and you lose to the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold. That's where they've got to get better, and, and everyone on the team knows that, including the coaches. You just come back to the other side of the of the uh, of the line and talk about offense for a second. You guys, your team wrote a good article about Andres Pete, and he's not someone you and I talked about at all, to be honest with you. It's one of those. It's, he just he's just there doing his thing, and most of the conversations going on around him. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not a big talker, as you guys pointed out. But uh, but we're lucky to have him, aren't we? Yeah, look, he, it, it, if Andres Pete and Cesar Ruiz, another former first-round draft pick, are your weak links in your offensive line, you're doing pretty good because both those guys are really good. I mean, Andres Pete's been to multiple Pro Bowls. He's a massive human being. He's like 6'7", you know, just he looks like a door a doorway walking at you. Uh, but very quiet, hardly says a word, doesn't look for media, uh, and can become polarizing figure to some of the fans because – he does have lapses and gets beat. He's a guy, when he gets beat, everyone sees it. Offensive lineman with a block and Drew Brees gets hit, everyone sees it. Uh, they expect, they're expected to be perfect, and it's just not a perfect game, especially at this high level. Uh, but he was injured last year. He missed a lot of the season. That was part of the reason this team dropped off as a running, a running attack was Andres Pete is a great drive blocker. He's back healthy. I think this running game is going to be a real – strength for this team. I think they're going to run the ball a lot this year with Dennis Allen as head coach. So I think that's a key factor, having Andres back health, uh, healthy and 100%. Running the ball is going to be a big deal, but boy, it sure was good to see Michael Thomas back at practice. Yeah, and I started hearing that things were going forward. He's limited right now, uh, but I think that he's on track to play on, on Sunday. Now we'll see what he looks like. When we saw him for that week of practice, Ricky, he looked tremendous. But then he had a, immediately had a setback. That's my concern with him is, frankly, you have some of these major injuries like this and you're out for a long period of time. There's this kind of domino effect on the rest of your limb. And it can lead to things like a hamstring injury. And that's what he's been battling lately. It's on the same leg. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned with Mike Thomas holding up over the course of this 17-game season. Uh, but when he's back, uh, he's the number one receiver and creates opportunities for everybody else in the offense. We're having our weekly visit with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. When we come back, we'll talk about Jameis Winston. I'm curious about how Taysom Hill looks in practice. We have so many weapons on this team. We're a defensive team, but, man, we've got a lot of weapons. If they start firing on every cylinder, this could be a lot of fun to watch. And we'll also talk about the matchup with Atlanta. We'll be back after this break. Live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coach View. We're having a conversation with my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, and we're talking about Saints because it is game week for the first game against Atlanta Falcons. What a what an awesome first game for the Saints. <clears throat> Although it's not home, it's in Atlanta, so that's just that's just the way it is. Um, hey, so Jeff, the remaking of Jameis Winston, watching him in the press conference and his smile and his attitude, watching him on the field, watching him work. All that is incredibly good and, and positive, and and but if he starts throwing interceptions again, <laughs> people are that none of that's going to matter to anybody. But you like what you see, don't you? Yeah, look, he's he's got a great personality. It's hard. Like I know he had problems in the past. I'm not discounting his off the field transgressions in college or with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but just the the Jameis Winston I've had to deal with. It's hard not to like him, uh, and and I think you know this, Ricky. When you cover a team like like I do. Uh, you see the on-camera personality, and then you see the off-camera personality. I try to determine which is which is the real personality. And I can tell you, he's the exact same guy off-camera as he is on it. He's authentic in that way. Everyone in the building likes Jameis Winston. His teammates love him. His coaches love him. Now it's just a ma- it's not a matter of people liking him. It's a matter of can he get it done? Can he do it? He knows that. He he is a, he's in a real good place right now. Uh, but he's got to get it done. This is a one-year contract he's basically on. He knows it. He's got to produce. And he's got a team around him to where if he just plays solid football, they're going to make the playoffs, I think, as long as they stay healthy. And uh, I, I think he's going to do that. I'll be surprised if he doesn't have a good year. So, uh, obviously, what will help him in the passing game is we get the running game going. Running, you know, we have had no big injuries on the running back side of the f- field that I'm aware of. We, uh, we're going in ready to roll, aren't we? Yeah, I think offensively, you know, other than the Trevor Penning injury at left tackle, but James Hurst is going to be fine there. Uh, and, and the Michael Thomas concern, uh, this team's pretty much healthy. Traquan Smith's going to be out for a while, uh, but he was looking at being maybe the fifth receiver on this team. So the top three should be intact. Uh, Taysom Hills looked great in practice. I think I think the tight end position's a little overlooked on this team. I think Adam Troutman's gonna is poised to have a good year along with Taysom Hill. Uh, Alvin Kamara's looked tremendous in camp. I think he's gonna have a big game Sunday. I, I'll be shocked, Ricky, if they don't win this game pretty comfortably. There, there's gonna be some kinks to work out. Uh, there always is. You're playing a rival. They're, they've got a lot of hope right now. Week one, everybody is kind of in the mix. It won't be easy, but I think the Saints will wear this team down. They're just way more talented than Atlanta right now. Well, as we know, as we know, with some exceptions, the Atlanta game, no matter how good we were or how bad they were or vice versa, it's always been a close game. You know, 17 to 10, 20 to 17. I mean, it's always been that way. So we we can't think that we're going to go in there and steamroll that team because they're not going to allow it, are they? Now, look, I'll give you some great numbers on that just to illustrate what you're saying. These two teams have played in the regular season 105 times in their history since 1967. The Saints have won 52. The Falcons have won 53. The Saints have a chance, Ricky, for the first time since 1969 to tie the series. That's how long they've been on the short end of the series. And even more illustrative of what you're talking about, how competitive it's been, that only 82 points separate the teams all time in that series. So 105 games, less than one point a game differential. So, yeah, you can expect this game to be tight. 
I just think the Saints wear this team down in the fourth quarter. And then, man, we have we have we have playmakers. I, I, I'm a big Taysom Hill fan. I think it's sad, unfortunately, the way he's had to move over and do what he's doing now. But he's accepted that reality. He's been in the tight end room now for this whole time. He's going to be a contributor. He has breakaway speed. I mean, he can he can break the neck of a defense. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. And the other thing, Jeff, you and I don't talk about enough is that special teams. You know, both punting. I, I'm receiving the punt, punting the ball, and our our kicking, dude, man, we've got one of the best you know special teams in the in the entire NFL. Uh, yeah, I think among the very very elite ones, the kicking game, especially now with Lit, with Will Lutz back, uh, I think is solidified. The return game with Deontay Hardy, uh, coverage units have always been solid. Uh, the punting of Blake Gillikin, that's a huge factor for a team like this. I really believe this. I've, I've kind of mentioned this a few times, Ricky. I think this team's going to play a lot more like, uh, say, the San Francisco 49ers, the modern-day Niners uh, with Garoppolo, or even the old Jim Mora Saints. I mean, they're not going to be quite that conservative, but I don't think they're going to be this wide-open offense. I, I just, I'll be surprised. I think they're going to run the ball, move the chains. Uh, you know, th- this isn't going to be the, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to play to their strengths, and that is the defense and the special teams. So people I know get caught up, fantasy football, all these offensive weapons. I just don't think it's going to be that way. I think they're going to be scoring in the 20s, you know. And every once in a while they might light it up because they have to. But that's not how this team's going to play. Well, we're running out of time. But look, Deontay Hardy, we haven't talked about him much as a receiver and his breakaway capabilities there and how they like to kind of you know, meld him into the mix. It's going to be fun to watch. And because you're with us once a week, Jeff, you know, the listeners to Coast View and myself get an opportunity to really, really enjoy uh, the Saints game with a lot of depth. And I appreciate you, my friend, just spending some time with us today. Yeah, I look forward to talking about it next week. Hopefully the Saints get a big win in week one. And we can talk about that in that big home game, home opener against the Bucks and Tom Brady. Sounds good, my friend. Listen, uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. Everybody have a great weekend, and let's enjoy the Saints game on, uh, on Sunday. Have a great day. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.